Welcome to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast, where facts, logic, and reasoning are at the forefront of every conversation. I am your host, Andrew Johnson, and in this episode, we're going to discuss the decade of your 30s, what some people are calling the self-awareness decade, the decade where it really starts to count and matter. So sit back, relax, and listen as we get into the decade of your 30s. Welcome back to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast. Like I said earlier, we are going to get into the decade of your 30s. Now, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this particular episode is because the episode I did with your 20s that I entitled your 20s has done extremely well as far as people listening to it. And I've got a lot of feedback from a few people who have listened to it and said how some of the things that I said on there was dead on or were really true. I didn't really have any... I guess the word would be, I just, I just did that episode on a whim. I didn't think that it would get the response that it got, but apparently a lot of people enjoyed it. So I want to say thank you to the audience. So what I decided to do is I was literally, while I was going over some of this stuff, I was going to do one on your forties because your forties is going to start to be what we call your legacy decade. And I was going to do that one first, but then I started to think, why not talk about the thirties? Cause the thirties is a very important period of time for most people's lives. So what I did is I said, let me, do a little bit of research and find out a few things about your thirties and relate my own personal experiences going through the decade with the audience here. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Like I said, in the intro, a lot of people consider this, this is the self-awareness decades decade. And we are basically saying, what are your needs? What are your needs? Everything is changing and people are starting to do their own thing in your twenties. Having a lot of friends and going out together was very, very important. But as you get into your 30s, that stuff doesn't really matter as much anymore. So generally, your friend circle will get smaller as you get into your 30s. Perhaps you have children already, you have family, you might be married already, and you don't have time to associate or hang out with some of the people that you did in your 20s. And we're going to discuss a little bit later, but some a lot of times some people you hung out with in your 20s and as you went into your 30s they're still kind of in their 20s if you get what I'm saying so we're going to talk about that a little bit later I said you might have uh, been married or you might have children by this point and this is also a decade where a lot of major things are going to start to happen for you obviously we talked about children and then on top of that you're also going to be dealing with potentially the purchasing of your first home. Now, the reason why this is important is because this is probably going to be a majority of Americans' biggest asset. So you might purchase your very first home in the decade of your 30s. Now, some people have done it in their 20s. I know a few people have done it in their early 20s, even in some situations, but it's rare. Most of the time, you don't really buy your own house until you get to your 30s. Now, there are instances where some people don't buy their home, their first home until they get into their 40s. And then there's instances where people never, ever buy their own home. But as far as assets are concerned, for most Americans, this will probably be their biggest asset that they have pertaining to you know, a tangible asset that they have access to. So for that being the case, 
we're going to discuss some of that as well. Now, with going into your 30s, this is technically the first decade that you are a full adult where Remember in the first episode, I said that your brain doesn't fully develop until you turn 25. So in your 20s, for half of that decade, you still haven't had full brain development. So for argument's sake, you could say that you're really technically not an adult, even though the law says that you are. But your 30s is the first decade where you all that stuff is passed. And now you are at a point to where this is your first full decade that you are literally an adult, meaning full brain development. With that being the case, you start to make decisions for your future. A lot of times what happens is, like I said in other episodes, you will see situations that occur where you will start going from working jobs to getting a job or career or work in a specialty of something that you will probably be doing until you retire. So an example would be, if you are an accountant or if you're a lawyer, or if you're any of those type of positions or you work in the medical field, generally when you start working in those fields, it may be mid to late 20s or so, then you start to turn it into a career when you know this is exactly what I'm going to do for, you know, until I stop working, basically. Once that happens, you will literally keep, keep working in that area and that will be your career. So it won't be a job anymore. You're going to be working in your career field. And that's why usually the biggest purchasing period of homes for new first time home buyers is usually in their 30s. Your lifestyle is going to also change. You're going to be focused on, on being a little bit more healthy. You're going to choose your friends very wisely. Now, during this decade, what I would suggest, and this is what I believe usually ends up happening anyway, is... You should be able to count when you get in your 30s, all of your friends on one hand. Meaning you should not have more than five friends. Doesn't mean that you can't have more than five. I said you shouldn't have more than five. And the reason why this is the case is now you have to start thinking about things that you didn't think about before. So when you go to a job that was, was once a job and now you're working in a career, you start thinking about a lot of things. You start thinking about, oh, I got to have my health insurance and stuff all together. If I'm married, I definitely have to have that. And if I'm not married, I still have to have that. Then I also have to set up my 401k plan and uh, make sure that I have retirement savings of starting that. These are all the different things that you're going to have to start doing. So life is starting to get a little bit more serious. And during this decade, you're also going to find out who you really are. This is the decade where the rubber beats the road, per se, and you need to know exactly what it is that you want, where it is that you're going, and what your future is going to be like. Because this is that first decade where you're really going to be starting to shape your future. Now, obviously, we said the 20s is sort of a foundation decade, but the 30s is the decade where you actually put into motion all the hard work and things that you did in your 20s. So your 30s is now you're starting to see the stuff you did in your 20s start to pay off and come into fruition. So with that being the case, you really have to focus and say, OK, now I, I got to start doing all the things that I had set my mind to and prepared for just for this moment. And this is the very beginning stages of it being in your 30s. So like I said, you're going to be having a little bit more healthier lifestyle because men are reaching in their 30s in that muscle maturity stage, which we said earlier was between the ages of 30 and 35. You'll see a lot of guys in their 30s in the gym. 
And the reason is is because they're going to start to look really good. So they're in their early stages of their prime years. So obviously they're going to start working out more and they'll be in the gym a lot more. And a lot of 30 somethings generally be the ones you see the most working out. Now, obviously there's some 20 somethings and there's some 40s and 50 somethings. But for the most part, a bulk of the people that's working out is going to be in their 30s because of the way their body will look and the response they'll get by working out consistently. Now, also in your 30s, you're going to have to start to do a few things that you normally don't do. One of the few things that you normally don't do is you're going to have to start paying attention more to things that's sort of important, such as, as I said, you're going to be looking to buy your home for the first time. So you're going to have to start being a little bit more responsible. You can't be neglectful towards your bills or anything like that, because when we say buying a home is your first, that's your first big major asset that you're going to purchase. Well, in order to do that, you have to have a good credit score. So you don't want to be paying your bills late. You want to be making sure you're paying everything on time. You want to make sure you got all those ducks in a row and you got to really be focusing on what's important during this period of time. You also have a few other things that's going on with that. Like I said before, most women get married anywhere between the ages of 26, 27 ish men get married generally between the ages of 29, 30. And these are just rough estimates. But if you're going to now have a, be in a marriage, it's no longer just about you. It's about someone else. And like I said, once the children start to come, it's even more about something else. So you're going to have to start taking life a lot more serious because it's not just about you. It's about responsibility. You're going to have a whole lot of responsibility that you have to take care of. Now, as I mentioned to you earlier, when you're in your 20s, some of the people that you hung out with in your 20s, you're not going to really associate too much with in your 30s because you're going to start be taking life a little bit more seriously. Now, there's going to be several people that you knew in your 20s who was going to stay in that decade, meaning they're not going to grow up. They're going to stay acting like they were in their 20s. So when you go into your 30s, you, maybe you don't go to the clubs as often or you probably even stop going altogether. They're going to still be out there doing that. And I'm just going to share a quick story with you about a friend of mine that I knew for a long time who we were friends. I met him right before I was getting out of the military and we used to hang out a lot. And sometimes we'd go to some of the same clubs together and then we started to go together. And when I met him, he had uh, basically he had had a child already. So he always had a job. It was, it was never really a great job, but he always worked. He had a job and he did have responsibility relatively early, like I said, in his 20s. And he was a good person to hang out with when you went into those type of environments. He was a lot of fun and we had some good times together. But after maybe a couple of years, I started to have to take life a little bit more seriously. So I ended up getting a job that ultimately became my career. And I had moved away from where he was at. Now, I would still see him because I would go back to that area quite a bit. And once I, when sometimes when I go up there, we, I'd call him and tell him I was going to be in town. And sometimes we'd do a few things together. And we had a really, really good time. But as I started to get into my 30s, I noticed that the times became a lot less frequent. So I would still go to those areas where he lived but I didn't hang around with him as much. And part of it was he was still kind of in the same place he was, say, four or five years ago, and I was trying to move in a different direction. 
as I was moving in that different direction, as the years kept going by, I started to see the separation where he still was doing some of the same things that we were doing. And this is when I'm saying this, I'm fast forwarding about maybe now, say 10 years after we after I moved away. So by this point, you would think after 10 years, why is he still doing the exact same things that we were doing 10 years ago? And we were in the same age group. I think we were about a year apart as far as our ages were concerned. But he kept doing the same thing. Uh, Another child eventually showed up. He had a a second child and he kept doing the same thing. And like I said, I, I was in my career at this point and I was starting to progress and I had a bunch of other things that I was doing. And I hung out with him a little bit more once in a blue, once in a blue moon, but we rarely saw each other. Well, about I want to say maybe, Jesus had to be about twelve years ago. I ran into him again, and by this point, we're now heading into our. You know, we were. I was think I was in my late thirties at that time, maybe forty. When I saw him last, and. He was still doing the exact same thing that we were doing way back when we were in our 20s. He just had different people he was hanging out with, and obviously they were younger. So the point of telling you that story is that there's going to be friends that you will have to essentially cut off in the decade of your 30s because they are not progressing. They're either staying in the exact same place that they were, and in some instances they are going backwards. So keep that in mind. Sometimes they'll say things about you when you're not around because you're no longer giving them attention or you're no longer hanging out with them. That's called life. And you're going to have to deal with that as you go through your thirties. There's going to be people that you just don't have the time to associate with and hang out with anymore. doesn't mean that they're bad people and it doesn't mean that you're a bad person because you're not doing it. It just simply means that you're outgrowing them. You know, they do make the saying that when you are the smartest guy in your group of friends, it's time to move on and get new friends. And the reason that is, is because you're no longer going to grow if you stay with those same friends. So you're going to have to move on and do something different and get with a group where maybe you're at the bottom of the totem pole in this friend circle and work your way up versus being at the top of your friend circle Everyone's going to be reliant upon you, but you have to move on and become a different person. Not necessarily a different person, but I'll say you have to move on and so that you can grow and get into a different group of friends that may be able to know more than you and can mentor you going forward. Now, in your 30s for women, this can be a wake up factor. And the reason why I say that is because if some women haven't been married at this point now, there's a a good percentage of people in the United States who get married in their 30s. So this is a little bit more common. And you remember the last episode I talked about interracial marriage, the highest rate of interracial marriage occurs in the decade of your 30s, between ages of 30 and 39. So, but for women, it's more of a wake up factor because as they say, you know, they're starting to take life a little bit more serious. They can no longer date just for an experience. They have to date sort of with a purpose meaning they have to know exactly who it is they're in a relationship with and if they're wasting their time or not, because they don't necessarily have a lot of time to waste. So when they're in their thirties, they're going to start dating with what we call a purpose. And when we say purpose, that means long-term relationship marriage. 
Another thing that you'll, you'll notice is when it comes to dating in your 30s, you should be having more positives than you are actually having negatives. And the positives of dating in your 30s is you're less likely to waste time in relationships. So you're going to be less likely to waste time in your relationships in your 30s. Generally, both men and women in their 30s know what they want and what they are looking for. They tend to be more precise in your 30s because you don't, you don't want to be wasting time with somebody who you know isn't going, the relationship isn't going anywhere, going anywhere. As a man, you're in your early stages of your physical prime, so you're starting to have more choices. So for a man who's single in his early 30s, he's going to have a lot more choices than he did when he was, might have say, in his 20s, just simply because he wasn't in his, prime, his physical prime yet and he didn't you know, have the money that he probably has now because he's working in his career. As a woman, you are still in your prime and you still look great and you are establishing your career just like a man is, but the clock is ticking on you a little bit more so than it is on the guy, especially if you don't have children. Now, if you have children already, it may not be that big of a concern to you, but you have to start to really hone in on your choices of what you want. So what type of a guy do you want to be with? You don't have the time to date guys just for like a little quick experience or something that is just a fling type of thing. You have to start to date with a purpose. If your goal or intentions is to be in a long-term relationship or marriage. Some people have already been married and have children at the point in this decade. So some people obviously marry in their 20s, so they will have a family and different things like that. And you'll start to be looking into your future. So once you get in your 30s and you're starting that career job, and if you do already have children, you will notice that, okay, I have to start planning for what we're going to do. I got things like daycare. I got things like, oh, they're going to be starting school. I got to get all these things. There's after school programs. I got to take them to all these different events, soccer, football, basketball, baseball. They might be on a travel team. You got to travel with them. There's a lot going on. In your 30s, if you already had children in your 20s, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you're going to have to start doing that you will not take, will not even realize that is uh, very important for your kids. Obviously, it's also going to be important for you because there are times when you have young children, as everyone knows, that you're sort of juggling a whole bunch of things. Sometimes you'll be having to do a different thing on this day, another thing on this day. There's an event that you got to take your children to. You got to sign them up for all these different things. Those things are going to be happening quite a bit as far as the negatives go for dating in your 30s uh, this is pertaining to women women are going to be competing for marriage against younger women now I said this before in the episode the female and male prime years and what's going on here is that men in their 30s like I said are going to have those options and they can date women in their 20s and because of that, a woman in her 30s has to keep that in mind, knowing who she's competing with if her intention is to get married. For men, you have to have your finances in order. You should be earning a respectable income. Women tend to want men who are higher earners. And a lot of times they don't want to go through the struggle. Now, when I spoke with a Judy in the uh, relationship with what men and women are looking for in a relationship. 
She talked about the struggle and why the struggle is so important. One thing as a man that I always looked at or thought about was I didn't necessarily want a woman who necessarily reaped all the benefits of my hard work and then just showed up at the end. An example would be, let's just say I was running a marathon and I ran the marathon and ran the marathon. I trained by myself and I did everything and I ran my, my fastest, and my hardest, and I came in first place. And then the woman is there at the end at the finish line saying, okay, I'm ready to get married. Come on, come with me. And she celebrates with me, but she didn't go through the process with me. So generally speaking, I like to, I, I, and the men think this way too, just it's not just me. Men like to see the fact that the woman is with them every step of the way. So they don't like during the, the, the difficult parts or the tough parts. That's important for a man that he goes through that struggle with, with the woman because then they look back on it. And as they made it or got over the mountaintop there and they look back and they go, man, we went through that and we were worried about this, that and the other. And all of a sudden, look what happened. Look where we're at now. And we look back at that whole situation and now we're laughing. No wondering, well, did we have enough to necessarily pay all the bills that month? And now we have a multitude of, that's never even an issue anymore. So as a man, I always looked at it that way. I just always said to myself, let me see. If I, if I wanted to meet somebody where they didn't just reap the benefits of everything I did and just showed up and just showed up at the finish line there waiting for me to have the stuff, I wanted them to kind of go through it with me. And that does matter. So some men will view it, look at it, look at it that way. Now, one other thing I wanted to discuss is in your 30s, there are situations and times where you, this is the decade where you really start to set goals and goals that will basically last over the course of your, your lifetime. And I'm just going to go over three goals that I set once I turned 30, around 30, 31 years old, three things that I wanted to do before I turned 35. So these were just three things I wanted to do before I turned 35. And I'm going to tell you what those three things are. I was in the reserves and I wanted to make a certain rank. And in order to make that rank, I was going to have to be promoted twice. So one of the things that I did was I took care of everything that I could take care of on my end as far as doing all the, the assignments, all of the work, all of the, the book type work that I had to do. I had to complete several correspondence courses and I had to do those and I, I worked on them and finished them and then I did some more and then I had to get some more done. And before I knew it, once I completed those, then on that point, all I had to do was wait for the military to send me to the actual schools that I was going to have to go to in order to get those ranks. So those opportunities finally popped up. And when they did, I went to the schools, completed the schools. So then the second I came back after I completed the schools, I got promoted that following month, the first time. So after I was got promoted that first time, then the second promotion came less than two years later because I had did all of the work in advance expecting that to happen at some point. So once the time and grade had lapsed and positions opened up, I was able to get that next slot and get promoted twice 
by the time I turned 35, which is what my goal was. The second thing I wanted to do, and at this time I was still single, so I didn't you know, have a whole lot of distractions at that point, is I wanted to own my own home. Now, some people say, well, you probably should have waited and not get a house until you got married or different things like that. I just said, no, I just want to be a homeowner just for my own personal reasons. I'd rather just own something and have it be mine versus renting. So I looked into it and I kept working and kept working. And I found a program that I, I got into where I was able to move in a found a house in a relatively decent neighborhood. And it was a situation to where I didn't even really have to put any money down. So I found a particular house where I didn't have to put any money down. I found this program that they were running. Now, just to let you know, this house was not very big. It, was, it wasn't even a thousand square feet. It was just a two bedroom, one and a half bath house. It did have a one car garage and I had a little deck on the back and that was pretty much it. It was a very small lot, but it was my own home. And when I got that house, and that was a goal I wanted to do. I said, I wanted to own my own home by 35, whether I was married or not. And I got that house. It, I ended up living in that house for several years. But when I got that house, I said, this is, this is uh, something that I felt like I really accomplished something, even though uh, a lot of people buy homes. But for me, at that point in time, I thought it was a really big deal. So I was kind of ecstatic once I, the deal went through and I was able to get the house. And the last thing that I wanted to do was get a master's degree. So I started working on my master's degree. Now I had a lot of hiccups along the way. So this one I actually did not get until I literally turned 35. As a matter of fact, I was almost 36 because it took a long time to do it for several different reasons. But when I started working and taking those classes and it, took, it was a lot of sacrifice involved in it. I had to go at night. I was working during the day or sometimes I had to work at night overnight. And so I would have to go to school during the evening and then go to work after I went to school. It wasn't easy. Well, once I completed all the coursework, then I had to write a thesis, a graduate school thesis. So I had to work on that. I had to get uh, permission and, you know, get approval for the research that I was doing. And that took a very long time. And I kept having to plug at it, plug at it. I had to be persistent. But I eventually, I eventually ended up getting the master's degree, like I said, when I turned 35. And once I got that degree, doors started to open for me a little bit more. I started to qualify for other jobs, uh, better jobs. And I started to have more, more options is what I can basically say. I started to have more options. And I, I made the best of that situation. I eventually got the job that I wanted. And I got that job after I got the degree, maybe, oh, what, two years or so after, maybe after I got the degree. And things, like I said, the doors started to open up for me. Now, what I want to do real quick is just fast forward back to the dating real quick. I mean, go, rewind and go back to the dating. And a couple of the, the dating experts for people in their 30s say this. And I'm just going to go over them really, really quickly before we close out. So let go of your past. Many people who are single in their 30s have dealt with some form of heartbreak, whether it was uh, ghosting, cheating, or breaking up, or even a divorce. The best thing to do is to put all that stuff behind you and focus on your present and future. It also says to be open and vulnerable. 
Vulnerable, being vulnerable can improve your relationship with your partner, heighten your self-worth and teach you to be less dependent on uh, the opinions of others and increase your inner sense of security. Try to avoid negative thinking patterns. Don't necessarily rush things. Fierce and scarcity don't tend to be healthy internal drivers when it comes to partner selection. So you still, even though you're in your 30s, you still have time. It doesn't mean you have to rush and do something, a knee-jerk type thing or be in a moment and just pick wrong. You still have time. So don't, don't get too wound up about that. Next one says, uh, dump your divorce bias. So dump your divorce bias. You hear a lot of people talking about, oh, it's not getting divorced, this, that, and the other. That's their situation. It's not necessarily yours. Um, don't get involved in all of that stuff. You just take care of business. Be open to a wider age range. A lot of times we want to date people in our age group, but sometimes that's not how it works. You may have to, for a woman, she might have to date older than where, where, her, where she's at. So, example, if I have a woman that's 32, 33, she might have to consider dating someone in their early 40s, 43, 44. And she might find what, what, whatever it is she's looking for, she could find it at that point or that age group. So just keep all of those things in mind when you're doing your, your dating in your 30s. Well, I jumped around a lot on this episode. I know that I didn't really... I put it together and I just wanted to have this one available for you guys to listen to. It's a little bit different than the one in your 20s because this is a decade to where you should have an idea of what it is that you're looking for and what it is that you want. So I didn't have to. It wasn't so remedial, shall I say. I just I, it, I just this is a decade where you need to know already what's going on and what's happening. Like I said earlier, there's going to be people who are you going to leave behind. And it doesn't mean that you're not a good friend because you didn't try and pick them up and bring them towards you. It's just life. Sometimes that happens. You can't save everybody. And then on top of it, some people don't even want to be saved. I mean, if you're working harder than they are, they don't want to be saved. So don't waste your time. That's energy that you can be using somewhere else that could be benefiting you. And if you want to help somebody else, help somebody else who's a little bit more uh, wanting to help. Shall I say that? So with that being the case, we're about to wrap up. I want to continue to say thank you for the support that I've been getting. Like I did tell you earlier in the last episode, there will be a website that comes up relatively soon. I keep you updated. And one of the advantages with the website there, you will be able to leave voicemail comments and a few other things there. It is also going to be a blog page on that website that I'll be writing some articles or posting articles on. So you'll be able to read those when you go to the website as well. So with that being the case, I want to say thank you for the support. Please continue listening. Please spread the word. And I will be back next week with another episode. Bye-bye.